0: Hey guys, and welcome to Growing Pains Podcast. Here on Growing Pains, we strive to inspire and empower by using the Word of God as our foundation. We desire to have real conversations about real struggles and offer real and practical solutions on how we can grow from that. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Growing Pains. Hey guys, and thank you again for tuning in to growing pains podcast. I'm super excited. This is our very first episode and I'm, I'm just ready for our journey. So let's dig right in. Um, our scripture today is going to come out of first Samuel chapter 16, verse one. First Samuel chapter 16, verse one, the Bible reads, the Lord said to Samuel, how long do you intend to mourn over Saul? I have rejected him as King over Israel. Fill your horn with olive oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse in Bethlehem for I have selected a king for myself from among his sons. Today, I want to talk about in the form of a question. Are you a hoarder? Are you a hoarder? So most recently, I have become very intrigued with this show called Hoarders. And for some of you who may not know what that is, it is a TV show that aired in uh, maybe 2009, 2010, that gives you an inside look into the houses of people who live every single day surrounded by stuff, right? I mean, these are people who have stuff stacked all the way up to the ceiling to the point where you have to weave through small spaces just to get Uh, around the house I mean it's stuff in the kitchen stuff in the bathroom stuff in the living room in the closets and mostly it's just you know old stuff that people you know that they're not using anymore baby shower gifts uh, birthday cards books appliance manuals I mean clothes and sometimes they're even old food like it's it's amazing and I'm most intrigued because I ask myself, how do people live like this? Like, how do people go every day living like this? And the truth of the matter is some of us have been living like this for a very long time, right? Some of us live like this every day and don't even know. That We are hoarders. And so today I want to talk about that so we can uh, get some uh, liberation so we can get uh, freed from uh, some some stuff that we might be holding on to that we need to uh, get rid of. So first, I want to talk about some of the effects of hoarding. What are some of the effects of hoarding? Well, uh, number one, hoarding hinders our quality of living. Right. So like most times. They because there's so much stuff, like they can't get around to the necessities of the house, right? Or the necessities of that they need to be healthy. And so it hinders the quality of living. Um two hoarding limits our mobility. It I mean, they sometimes they have to crawl on the floor and stuff falling on them and it's 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 crazy. And so uh two, hoarding limits our mobility. Number three, hoarding sometimes and oftentimes makes it to where we can't invite people in and people don't want to come in because we are so surrounded by our stuff and we don't want to invite people in and people definitely don't want to come in because of the uh, amount of stuff that we have around us, right? And so in order to identify if you are a hoarder, we must understand that hoarding comes in three different uh, spectrums, right? It comes in mild, it comes in medium, it comes in extreme. And so uh, in order to try to to figure out what type of hoarder you are, let's ask these two questions. Number one, do we have more stuff that we can't use than stuff than we can? Right. Do we have more stuff that we can use, that we cannot use than stuff that we can't use? Number two, do we always say I'll be able to fit in that? I'll be able to use that. I'll be able to give that to somebody. I'll be able to whatever, whatever. And it never goes anywhere. It never it just sits there diluting in purpose because it's just, you know, it's just sitting there. Is just doing nothing. And so let's dig into our focus scripture for today. Uh 1 Samuel chapter 16. Um, God asked Samuel, How long are you going to cry over Saul who I've rejected? Uh, at this point in the scripture, the children of Israel had been brought out of bondage into Egypt, and they have now demanded a king, right? And God anoints and appoints Saul as king over Israel. Uh, Everything is good. Everything is 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 great until God commands that Saul go down to a uh, place called Amalek to kill and destroy absolutely everything. Right. And Saul decides that he's going to kill everybody and everything except the things of value. And so God then tells uh, Samuel what God, uh, what Samuel, or I'm sorry, what Saul had done. And uh, Samuel goes and tells Saul what God had told him. Right. So God gives uh, instruction to Samuel to give to Saul. Saul is disobedient and Saul goes and does the opposite of what God tells him to do, which is destroy everything. He goes and destroys only the things that aren't of value, things that he can't use, and brings back to his kingdom the things that he can use. And so God asked Samuel, how long are you going to cry over Saul's rejection? God didn't beat him up for crying. He just asked him how long, right? And I want to ask that question, how many times... Has God rejected something or someone that we had in our plans? Something or someone that God has had in our plans and now we're sitting up upset. We're sitting around frustrated. We don't know what to do because God rejected that person. That person wasn't meant to be in what God had allowed for that next season of our life. So how often do we do that? How often do we even cry over something that God has pulled away from us, whether it be that job opportunity, whether it be that relationship, whether it be that friendship or whatever? Um, How often do we cry about that? And so um, I want to now talk about what are some of the reasons that we hoard? Why do we hoard things? Why don't we just give things away? Why don't we just get rid of it? Why don't we just trash it and move on? Um, So the first thing I want to talk about is that sometimes we hoard toxic things, people and environments because we don't trust that God has anything better. Sometimes we do not trust that God has anything better. And you know what? This ultimately boils down to us having trust issues. Our trust issues with people how we feel like we've been mishandled, how we feel like uh, we've been mistreated by people. Sometimes we hold God to that standard, right? And so we place ourselves in this cocoon of safety where we feel like uh, God is going to mistreat us or God is going to mishandle us and God's not going to do ABCD. And so uh, we hold on to these things because we ultimately feel like God does not have anything better for us. And I want us to uh, bookmark this scripture in Numbers 23, 19, and it says, God is not like men who lie. Men lie. Men are dishonest. Men are shaky. Uh, Sometimes we want to be bothered. Sometimes we don't. Right. And Numbers says that God is not like men. He's not a human who changes his mind. What he promises, he does. And what he speaks, it's done, right? And so uh, that's reason number one to some of the reasons why we hoard, uh, because we feel like God doesn't have anything better or there's nothing better coming after the things that we get rid of or the things that he takes away, right? Okay. Number two. We hoard and hold on to things when we don't have an understanding of seasons and expiration dates, right? What does this look like? This looks like oftentimes being in relationships that are stressful and painful just because we don't understand that it might be time for us to agree to disagree, or it might just be time for us to uh, disseminate that relationship, for whatever that reason is, right? Um, that also looks like um, it's time to delete those pictures out of your phone of somebody else. That's, that's also what that looks like. Um, that also looks like holding on to old text messages, Uh, from old relationships and old, uh, seasons in our lives that we haven't deleted yet. Old emails, old, um, whatever that thing may be getting rid of some of the things in our, uh, in our, uh, in our phone, getting some, get ridding some, getting rid, I'm sorry, of some of the things that we hold onto in our closets, things that we can't wear, things that we can't use. Right. That's just like having old food in the refrigerator. Seasons and expiration and expiration dates. And uh, I just kind of want to pinpoint that when something remains in our lives uh, past this expiration date, it causes unnecessary stress. We're bringing this on ourselves by not getting rid of it. Sometimes we've tried to bring an old friend, uh, a a childhood friend. Into our adulthood. Right. I've experienced that. I couldn't bring everybody with me. You try to bring a roommate from college or that part of your life into the next season of your life and things just did not work. They were useful for that seat for for that season. Right. Everybody doesn't belong into the in every season of your life. You try to make a boyfriend or a girlfriend for that season, a wife or a husband in the next season. Right. And it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And what happens is that's why so many marriages and relationships are filled with cheating. They're filled with depression. One spouse can't stand the other spouse. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And that's because their purpose in your life was a season. Not everyone and everything is meant for a lifetime and that's okay. And it's okay. Um, our next scripture, I want to, I want us to, uh, also bookmark, uh, Joshua chapter one, verse two, Joshua chapter one, verse two says, God, uh, God says to Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Get ready now you and all the people of Israel Cross over into Jordan, the land that I am giving them. And so what that means is your success in the next season of your life is going to be connected to your ability to get up, dust yourself off and get over it. I'm going to say that one more time. Your success in this next season of your life is connected to your ability to get up, dust yourself off and get over it. Sometimes we are accustomed to cradling each other's wounds and emotions, right? And uh, sometimes we can even connect through hurts and brokenness. And at some point in our lives, we have to stop, uh, connecting with friends and connecting with, Oh, you have that scar. I have that scar too. And everybody in your circle and everybody in your uh, community, everybody in your community can't be broken. Everybody in your group can't be broken. Everybody can't be broke. Everybody can't have. And so oftentimes we build relationship with people based off of uh, struggles based off of struggles. And at some point in your life, you, you have to get, uh, you have to surround yourself with people, uh, and connect, uh, with people through victories and not just the hurt and pain that I've been through. And at some point you have to get around homeowners. If you want to own a home at some point, you have to go and be around, uh, millionaires and billionaires, if you want to become one, we have to stop sitting around crying all day about who turned us away, who turned you away, who didn't accept you, who didn't hire you, who didn't propose to you, who didn't accept your proposal, because we have to realize that it is essential for us to get over it. We have to get older over it, move past it, because God is has to have more berry, uh more better for us he has to have something better for us uh in Deuteronomy chapter 34 uh, verse 6 the Bible says the Lord buried him meaning Moses in a valley of Moab opposite of the town of uh Beth Beth pure and uh, the Bible also says, that but to this day no one is exact exactly sure of the place that he's buried right no one is exactly sure of the place that he's buried why did god bury moses why didn't he have the people in israel bury moses that's who's that's who he's been leading for the last 40 years but if the people bury them because we're hoarders if we bury something we have tendency to go back and dig it up we have tendency to go back and unlock it we have tendency to go back in the trash and get it out we get a little hungry we get a little lustful. We get a little lonely, and we have tendencies to go dig up the very thing that we pray God to get rid of. We ask God to bury it, but we get we get we uh we get the feeling some type of way, and then we're back in the same situation because we just had to dig it up. And so, uh, some of us we need to have an unmarked grave party. And we praise God for the situations, the relationships, the circumstances that God deleted, that he buried, and we couldn't go back to them if we tried. Right? So here we are in the situation and we're going back and digging the things up that God has you know, he's tried to uh, get us, get us delivered from, but yet we keep going back to it. We know we're not supposed to be with that person. We know we're not supposed to be in this situation, but yet we're here. Still upset, still stressed, still confused, quote unquote, on why we're going through the things that we're going through. Right. So uh, what have we covered so far? We've covered that we hold on to toxic things, toxic people and toxic environments. One, because uh, we don't ultimately trust that God has something better. Two, we hold on to, uh, uh, hold on to and hoard toxic things uh, because we don't have an understanding of expiration dates and seasons. Um, next, I want to discuss. Just because something is useful doesn't mean that it's meant for us to use it, right? Just because something is useful doesn't mean that it's meant for us to use it. It doesn't mean it's meant for you to use it. Everything that catches your eye is not for you. Every contact that comes your way is not for you to accept. Every opportunity is not yours. Every deal and bargain doesn't mean it's yours. You can't have every fine man that you see. You can't have every fine girl that you see. You don't have to have every pair of shoes, every purse, every gadget. Sometimes God uses us as a conduit and a door for other people to have. That's what happens with hoarders. See, we'll go to Ollie's. We'll go to Bargain Hunt. We'll go to Goodwill. We'll do uh, Amazon Prime when it's a deal going on. And we'll shop for stuff that we already have when we hadn't even gotten rid of the stuff. The last thing that we bought and we'll say, oh, that's a nice, this, that's a nice, that that's a nice, this, uh, that's a nice, whatever, whatever. And we'll buy it while you know that there's somebody who does not have what you just bought. And instead of taking uh, those pots and pans, instead of giving that deal to somebody else when you're already stretched thin, instead of giving that gig or that opportunity to somebody else when uh, you're trying to hoard it all to yourself, uh, we hoard these things and sometimes we damage it by being restless, by being tired. So now that opportunity is not even given its full potential because. Even though we we wanted to get it, we wanted to do it, we're tired. We can't handle it. And instead of giving it away to somebody who could have uh, fulfilled it, we're hoarding it. Instead of taking that rug to somebody's house who doesn't have one, it's in, it's in our house. Instead of giving that dress away, it's in somebody else's house. It's in our house, right? Hoarders. Somebody else could have been blessed by it. But we're hoarders, right? Lastly, and this is last for real. uh, There's a recent development of hoarding that we oftentimes don't discuss. And it's not a hoarding of clothes. It's not a hoarding of food. It's not a hoarding of antiques or anything like that. It's not a hoarding of things of the tangibles, right? Right. This is a hoarding of people. This is a hoarding of people. This happens when we start becoming a collector of multiple types of people, right? We start collecting multiple mentors, multiple accountability partners multiple spiritual friends, multiple brothers and sisters, spiritual brother and sisters, to the point where you meet somebody, we don't know who your real family is. We don't know who your real pastor is. We don't know any of that because you have so many pastors, so many mentors, so many spiritual brothers, so many accountability partners. And so what, what happens is how do you know Uh, when somebody is a people hoarder, because don't get me wrong, I understand that some people are just people friendly. All right. You might not be a people hoarder. Um, some people just might be people friendly. Like me, I feel like I'm very people friendly. I feel like I don't meet a stranger. I'll I'll talk to anybody. And so, how do you know that a person is a people hoarder? You know that you are a people hoarder if there are people in your life that you don't utilize and you think that the answer to why you hadn't gotten to that next level in your life is more people. I'm going to say that again. You know that you're a people hoarder when you don't utilize the people resources that you already have and you feel that the answer to you not getting to that next level is more people. And there's been an underlining issue and I'm sorry, an underlining truth, uh, untruth that it's not okay to use people. No, it's definitely okay to use people. What's not okay is misusing people. Nobody should be misused, but I definitely feel that in that purpose, in that season, It's okay to use people for what God has connected us for, right? What what is a characteristic of a people hoarder? They hold you hostage. They hold hold you hostage uh, to their ideas. Every time they have a new idea, you're automatically on the board. You're on the planning team to get it done. Every time they go somewhere or every time uh, uh, they go out of town or go on this trip or go wherever, they make you feel obligated to tag along. Every time they have this new whatever, they make you the go to person. Every project that they work on, you're supposed to obligate yourself without question. And so that becomes stressful. What we have to realize is when we're connected to people, uh, not oftentimes the relationship and the connection is not supposed to be stressful and pressured. And I think we should sit down and look at our lives. Think about how often um, we get rid of things. How often do we hold on to relationships? How often do we hold on to stuff past its expiration date. So are you a hoarder or are you being hoarded? And today I believe is a day where we can all get free from that. And I want to challenge each of you to go and look at your life and I want you to go and get rid of something something that you don't need, something that isn't of use anymore to you, something that isn't being utilized fully, bless someone else with it. If it's that good to be blessed with, right? Bless someone else with it. You don't need everything you see. Because what that does is that messes up the cycle of reciprocity and uh, recycling, right? If we don't have, if we hold on to everything, we don't have room to get more and get better. We don't have, if we're not taking care of what we have and uh, we want more, we're just going to keep hoarding. The uh, process of recycling is I'm going to get, I'm going to give this, I'm going to have this. When I'm done with that, I'm going to get rid of it or bless it, uh, bless someone else with it and then I'm going to get better. But until we do that, there is not there. There's no chance for us to be able to, uh, get more, and get better, right? So, what have we talked about? What if What have we talked about? Um, we've talked about if, uh, we talked about being a hoarder. We talked about, um, we hoard because. We hold on to toxic things. We hoard toxic things, toxic people, and toxic environments because we ultimately don't trust that God has better. We also hold on to uh, things and people when we don't have an understanding of seasons and expiration dates. We also talked about uh, just because something is useful Doesn't mean that it's for you, right? Doesn't mean that you have to use it every time. You don't have to, you don't have to buy everything you see. And lastly, we talked about uh, being a hoarder of people. Being a hoarder of people. What does that look like? Having multiple accountability partners multiple therapists, Multiple best friends. How many best friends do you really have? Multiple pastors. Right? And not only that, and I believe that uh God just dropped this down in my in, in my spirit. Oftentimes we become hoarders of experiences of bad memories. Oftentimes we we hold on to bad memories and we live life. Uh, In this in this thought process of you not deserving anything better than what you have. And sometimes we hoard guilt, we hoard shame from uh, past sins, past experiences. And we live life as if God is angry with us, as if we're in trouble with God. And I believe that God wants us to be free from that. He has more. He has better. And in order for us to get it and receive it, we have to get rid of some things that are currently uh, taking up space in our life. So this has been Growing Pains. My name is Julian Edwards, and I am so glad that uh, you took the time to listen to this. And I am so excited for our journey and our next episode, which will be posted next week. You all have a magnificent day and God bless.